There is this epidemic of people working at home who feel that they've got to have their bloody green light on on their computer. My office will not believe I'm at work unless there is a green light on my laptop. Fans moving mouses, cats hitting keyboards, ingenious inventions that keep that green light on your laptop. Trust is the only way for people to be embraced remotely. If you don't feel trusted, let me assure you, Leadership isn't about being an authority. It isn't about having charisma or being in control or knowing all the answers. So what does it mean to be a leader? That's what we're here to find out. I'm Nicholas, your host, founder of Eagle Transformational Coaching. Come and join us as we sit down with amazing leaders from all walks of life. Let's transform today's leadership into effective leadership here on the Life I Lead podcast. Well, 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 welcome to another edition of the Life I Lead podcast. I am Nicholas, your host and founder of Eagle Transformational Coaching. And, you know, this week um, I uh, was skimming through a lot of the questions that came in for the Life I Lead podcast about Ask Me Anything. And, you know, there's so many interesting questions. I attended a conference this week just gone and I had to give a little presentation, only a 10 minute presentation about the change in leadership in the virtual age. And it reminded me of uh, a chapter in my book called Go Home Leadership in the Virtual Age. And, you know, I, I still think we're struggling with this. We're struggling as organizations that lead people now, often disparately or remotely. And I think also we're struggling to be led virtually. You know, we we often didn't join a job or a role or, or an occupation and expect that to be flexible. And for a lot of organizations, they're not offering flexibility or remote working out of choice. They're offering it because they can't afford to maintain the offices or the, the estates that they previously had. So people have found themselves working from home out of necessity and business need rather than this well-being aspect which people often promulgate it is um so i thought i'd just share with you my thoughts on leadership in the virtual age richard branson famously said uh, we like to give people the freedom to work wherever they want safe in the knowledge that they have the drive and the expertise to perform excellently whether they are at their desk or in their kitchen Yours truly has never worked out of an office and never will. I just thought that was a brilliant introduction into the mindset of a clearly hugely successful chap. I know he lived on a boat for several years with his wife uh, and that was his office and his home. Um, But anyway, I thought I'd throw that quote in. I start this reflection on leadership in the virtual age only because I was one of millions of people who got the email or the phone call over three years ago that said, go home, do not pass go, do not collect 200 pounds, go home. As an aside, has anybody else like me sat through years of meetings about the economic difficulties of maintaining the current size of the office while meeting the recruitment demands in order to hit the objectives of the organization and had continuously been brainstorming ways of creating genuine and practical methods of remote working? Then suddenly here we are, go home. Here we were, go home. Now, another aside, how many people when you were told to go home those years ago, whilst frantically rummaging through their desk drawers to remove multicolored paper clips, 
or printer cartridges, which they knew were compatible with theirs at home. And there's six reams of deluxe A4 paper. Who else is rummaging through to get as many Nespresso capsules as they possibly could into their rucksacks before running for the fire escape? Because that was the quickest method of exiting the building more than the lift. And we all listened to that glorious breed of people, almost extinct from the collection of premier ticket holders of the moaning microphone. Members of our office who suddenly, out of the blue, decided the only place they could reach full potential and be most effective was, in fact, in the office. No, no, I can't do payroll from home. No, 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 I can't do the PowerPoint home from home for the CEOs. No, no, I won't be able to enjoy a subsidised, low-cost, full-English breakfast from the staff canteen from home. Well, yes, yes, you will, and yes, you did. We suddenly all heard every excuse under the sun from a certain breed of people whose office wasn't actually a place of productivity or activity or performance. It was a place of socialising, a place of support, a place of camaraderie and basic human interaction. I would be remiss not to take a moment to recognise the unique challenges that we all originally faced and continue to face as leaders of remote workers. Don't underestimate how many people found that transition difficult, not because of the consequences and ramifications of pivoting an organisation, but because it removed that security and interaction that they relied on, i.e the office environment. For a lot of leaders receiving directives from their leadership and delivering that to their team, the exercise was extraordinarily difficult. Leading a team scattered across different locations, different time zones can be daunting. But I want to encourage you to stay the course and keep pushing forward even today. Your world has changed dramatically in recent years. And the shift to remote work has only accelerated that change. And as leaders, we have to adapt to these changes. We have to find new ways of leading, new ways of managing our teams. Remember that your team members are still looking to you for guidance and support. They still need to know that you have their backs and that you are there for them no matter what the challenges they face or the organisation may be facing. So the old foundational building blocks remain the same. Communication is key, so make sure you're keeping in touch with your members on a regular basis. Use multiple channels and be responsive to their needs and concerns. Listen to their feedback and use it to make improvements and adjustments as needed. Remember still to be flexible, to be adaptable, as remote work requires different approaches to your leadership. Encourage creativity and experimentation. Be open to new ideas and new approaches. Most importantly, and often for most, most difficult, be positive. Keep a positive attitude. Stay focused on your goals. Remember that your team are still capable. They're still talented individuals. They can still achieve great things together. So give yourselves a pat on the back for the hard work and dedication that you have shown 
in the last few years in successfully leading your team through the transition of flexible, remote, multifaceted working. Remote working has offered many benefits, including greater flexibility and autonomy, the ability to work from anywhere, and a better work-life balance. However, with this freedom comes great responsibility. Remote workers must be self-motivated, disciplined, and able to manage their own time effectively. They must also be able to communicate clearly and regularly with their team members and their managers. They've got to learn to prioritise their tasks. They've got to independently meet deadlines. The freedom of remote working also requires a higher level of accountability. Remote workers must take ownership of their work and deliver results regardless of their location or their working hours. They must be able to handle the challenges that come with remote working, such as the potential distractions at home, such as isolation, such as limited access to resources, such as the temptation to get involved or feel like you're continuously on holiday. And I know I'm smiling too. To succeed as a remote worker, it's important to establish your routine, to set yourself clear goals and expectations, to communicate effectively with your peers and with your manager. Remember that with freedom comes responsibility. And by taking ownership of your own work and being accountable for your own work, you will continue to thrive in a remote work environment. Since the go home and the pandemic, leadership in the workplace have had a profound impact. One of the most significant changes is the swift shift towards remote work as organisations have had to adapt to social distancing guidelines and stay-at-home orders. And although they have gone, the premise of those lingers on. These orders have passed and we have entered a new era of work now. Leaders must adapt a new strategy for leading their teams, ensuring productivity is still maintained. Communication and collaboration works just as well, but in a virtual environment. Leadership has also now become more focused on empathy, compassion, and mental health support, as employees have had to navigate new challenge and challenging work situations. Leaders have had to show greater understanding and flexibility, while also ensuring that employees have the resources and the support they need to stay healthy yet productive. The pandemic has also accelerated the adoption of digital technologies, such as video conferencing, project management tools, and online collaboration platforms. Leaders have had to adapt to these technologies and find new ways to manage their teams and projects in a virtual environment. So overall, that shift that we experienced over the last few years has forced leaders to become more agile. Leaders have become more adaptable, more resilient. It's also highlighted the importance of communication, trust, and collaboration in a remote work environment. As a leader, I want to give you five aspects of transitional leadership that you need to be aware of in order to continue to effectively lead your team of people who may be working part-time or indeed full-time in a remote situation. So first of all, number one, 
Flexible work arrangements. As more organisations embrace remote work, flexible work arrangements have become increasingly important. We see them in recruitment advertising. These can include flexible schedules, part-time work, job sharing, and complete remote work options. Number two, well-being. In a post-pandemic world, leaders need to prioritise employee well-being and mental health support. And this can include offering mental health resources, flexible working arrangements, and recognising the importance of work-life balance. Thirdly, you need agile leadership. Rapidly changing circumstances require leaders to be agile and adaptable. This means pivoting quickly, experimenting with new ideas, and taking calculated risks. Fourthly, collaborative leadership. As remote work is now common and almost the norm, collaborative leadership becomes even more important. Leaders, you need to foster a culture of collaboration, open communication and trust and ensure that their teams are working collectively, collaboratively, together, effectively. And lastly, trust. There is this epidemic of people working at home who feel that they've got to have their bloody green light on on their computer my my office will not believe i'm at work unless there is a green light on my laptop and so you can get, just go on social media you'll see fans moving mouses you'll see cats hitting keyboards you'll see ingenious inventions that keep that green light on your laptop trust is the only way for people to be embraced remotely. If you don't feel trusted, let me assure you, you are not trusted. If you don't feel you can trust your team member, well, let me tell you, you can't trust your team member. I would urge that that flexibility is not about monitoring. That trust is not about sole accountability of hours that your green light is on. And you as an an employee or a team member must take a stance and say, no, this is not about my bloody green light. This is not about me moving my mouse. This is not about me putting my computer on Zoom mode. And as a leader, this is not about you saying, I need to be able to check how long that green light's been on. What we measure productivity by is by our results. What we measure our trust of our employees on is the standard of work and the deadlines hit. What we measure that trust on is, is this person intrinsically going above and beyond? What I measure this on is that reaching out to team members, to peers, to your leader. Leaders sit in even more isolation in remote working scenarios. So let me tell you, this green light theory needs putting in the bloody bin. This green light theory needs eradicating, and this is going to take leaders and it's going to take team members and employees. First of all, if you feel like you need to keep your green light on, then you need to work harder. If you feel like you're not being trusted, then you need to work at gaining your leader's trust. By embracing these approaches and strategies, leaders can thrive in this rapidly changing world and set up their organizations and their team and the individual members of their team for success in the future. Let me tell you, I'm not a tech savvy person. In several of my leadership roles, I've relied on a hugely supportive team with those capabilities, with those skills, with those expertise. 
it remains an unfathomable conundrum to me, technology, in exactly the same way as when my daughter returns home from school telling me she's been doing quantum quadrilateral angles. But can I say this, regardless of your ability as a leader, regardless of your aspirations to be a leader, you are going to need some basic principles for leading in this virtual and digital age. You will need to understand and embrace technologies that are transforming the industry in which you work, thus the organization in which you are employed. The virtual and the digital age is marked by constant change. So you've got to be adaptable. You've got to be open-hearted to new ideas and ways of working. Customer experience will remain key to success. Focus on providing exceptional experiences for all your customers. Encourage your team to experiment and come up with new ideas to solve problems and improve processes. So this means creating a culture of innovation. In virtual team membership, the collaboration will be essential. Encourage your team to work together, share knowledge and learn from each other. If the only way team members are collaborating with each other is because you are having virtual meetings or Teams meetings or Zoom meetings led by a leader, then that does not have longevity. You want to be able to know as a leader that you're sat in your little ivory tower, knowing that your team are collaborating with each other, independent of you instigating anything. This is a textbook business leadership statement. However, it takes on a completely new conscious, tangible and paramount aspect of leadership in a virtual and digital age. This is the time to start leveraging the power of data to gain insights into your business, your customers, and your client base. Use data to make informed decisions. Remember, your online presence is crucial in a digital age. Be a strong online brand. Use social media with other digital channels to engage with customers and stakeholders. One of the aspects of your intuition and intellect starts at recruitment, particularly in this virtual and digital age. Who you recruit is of paramount importance. It's undeniable that when a person sits in front of you in an interview and interacts with you across the board table, you pick up an intuition and you pick up signals that show you the inside being of that human being. Let me challenge you. Most organizations now recruit online only. Inevitably, we place a huge amount of interest in that person's online profile. We no longer separate the performance of the person on the stage of their social media from the performance of the person on the stage of our organization's social media. Like it or hate it, these two platforms are now merged. Stay agile. Agility is essential in this virtual and digital age. Be willing to pivot quickly if needed and to make adjustments as you learn and grow as a leader. Cybersecurity, critical as virtual leadership becomes more integral to your business. Ensure you as a leader and your team are taking the necessary steps, the individual responsibility to protect itself, its reputation and your customers. As a leader, invest in your continual learning and development. The digital age is consistently evolving and investing in ongoing learning and development for you, your team, and it's essential to stay ahead of the curve. The recommendations for being an effective leader in the virtual and digital world are infinite. I hope I've given you just a few varying strategies that will enable you to look at leadership through your laptop screen in a slightly different way 
from how we look and interact with our team in the office environment. The skills used in being intuitive, leading virtually or remotely, are the same skills that we dredged from the depths of our abilities and capabilities when we became homeschooling parents and became 24-hour partners and lovers without leaving the four walls of our homes. When some of when some of you became orphans through FaceTime because you didn't have the ability to be present and hold hands, take the same resolve we all felt when our 96-year-old queen told us we will be with our loved ones again, we will see our friends again, we will meet again. And how that message welled inspiration and aspiration in our hearts and souls and changed how we look at the world, the very small world that we then found ourselves in. This is the exact feeling. This is the exact emotion. This is the exact aspiration that I challenge leaders of our digital and virtual world to inspire those now who you are privileged to lead. Just a few reflections on this virtual and digital age. You know, November is coming to a close. Eagle Transformational Coaching has been on sale this month. We've had the book on sale. We've had the Below the Tip of the Iceberg course on sale. And we've given away 32 hours of free coaching, which has been incredible for a lot of people. And I know there are still a few people who haven't quite fulfilled that desire, but I'm, I'm, I know I'm meeting you in the next coming weeks. December will soon be upon us. So all I can say in these last few days of November, get hold of the book. The Life I Lead. Uh, go to the website, www.eagletransformationalcoaching.com and you can get a straight link to the book. Get on the website again and get the course. The five core principles that will change and enhance your leadership. And if you want to, post a question at admin at eaglecoach.business for the Ask Me Anything podcast, which will be coming out in the next few weeks as well. If you're in leadership, please be kind. If you're in virtual leadership, please be innovative, be generous of heart, encourage interaction and integration between your team members. If you're in fellowship from home, don't be isolated. Don't be lonely. Do not be afraid and reach out to your leader. Make sure that your well-being is paramount. You don't feel isolated. This is the norm and it has been for the last 18 months. And for so many of you, it will be forevermore. So we need to learn to live with it. Like we lived with homeschooling, like we lived with isolation, like we lived with do not travel. We now need to live with how do I manage my life as a virtual or digital employee? So I shall see you when I see you again. Will be December, I imagine. Until then, be have a great week. Look after yourselves and each other, and we shall see each other again soon. Goodbye. Thank you very much for tuning into the Life I Lead podcast. I really hope that something resonated with you today. If there's one thing I want you to remember, it's that you are also capable of being an inspiring leader. So I invite you to be fully present and fully alive to situations that may call you to step up and lead. As I say to everyone on my coaching courses, tell yourself aloud every day, I am enough. I am influential. I am a leader. Join us again next week on Monday at 7am and between now and then, 
remember the words of Eisenhower. You don't lead by hitting people over the head. That's assault, not leadership. <laughs>